This simplified speech episode is brought to you by all of the Culips members. Without the support of our members, we wouldn't be able to keep the podcast going and keep teaching English to all of our listeners. So thank you so much to all of our members for your continued support and for learning English with us. Hey there, everyone. My name is Andrew. Hi, and I'm Cassie. And this is the Culips English Podcast. Welcome back to Culips. How is it going? We hope that you are doing really well. Today, I am joined by my co-host, Cassie. Hey there, Cassie. Hey, Andrew. And we have a simplified speech episode planned for you all. If you don't know what that is, well, let me explain. Simplified speech is the series that features clear, natural conversations that are designed to help you boost your English listening skills and increase your knowledge of essential English vocabulary. We make study guides for each of our episodes, guys, and when you're a Culips member, you will get unlimited access to our study guide library. And each guide is designed to help you become a better English listener and a better English speaker, and they're just a really great way to learn with us, and we highly recommend following along with the study guide today. And if you're not a Culips member yet, but would like to see why our study guides are such an awesome resource for studying English, then just visit culips.com and select the study guide samples option from the membership menu, and you can download six free study guide samples. Hey, Cassie, you know, about two or three weeks ago, I put a call out on our Instagram stories to ask listeners for some topics that they wanted to hear us discuss on simplified speech. And we got lots of awesome responses and suggestions. So thanks to everybody who made a suggestion. And one of them was about homesickness. So an uh, Instagram user named Colin Hami, I think is how you pronounce the username. Apologies if I'm butchering that. Probably am. <laughs> <laughs> but she asked us to talk about homesickness. And Cassie, I think maybe we are more qualified than most people to talk about this topic since we both live very far away from home. Very far. <laughs> very far away from home. So I thought that's what we could chat about today. And so why don't we get started with this topic of homesickness? Sounds good. All right. So let's begin with a definition of homesickness so everybody knows what we're talking about. When I think of homesickness, I think of just really feeling sad because you miss all of the comforts of home. You miss your friends, you miss your family, maybe you miss some food or some TV, just all of the things that make home a special place for you. What about you, Cassie? What comes into your mind when you think of homesickness? Yeah, I think of that feeling in your chest when, you know, like your heart hurts and you feel kind of down and blue and... Maybe the place where you are, like, 
you're having a hard time finding enjoyment in your new place. Maybe the food isn't as delicious as it was when you first got there. Or you don't really want to go out and explore the city anymore. You just want to stay home and, you know, call your family. Mm -hmm. So homesickness then is this feeling that you get of longing for, you know, your home or your hometown when you have moved away or when you are spending time in a place that is different than your home. So in our case, Cassie, you know, we live overseas, right? You're from the mm -hmm. USA, but living in Korea. And I'm from Canada, but living in Korea. So we are both very far away from home. But it doesn't have to be this far, right? You could be from like New York City, and then you move to Miami for work or something, and you could still feel very homesick, even though you're still in the same time zone and still in the same country, right? Yeah, I remember... Um... When I was a freshman in college, a lot of the kids were only about an hour from home and they were still homesick. <laughs> yeah, well, this is one of the times when we can feel the most homesick, actually, is when we move out of our house for the very first time. By the way, Cassie, how old were you when you left your house for the first time? I was, yeah, freshman in University, so I was 18. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I moved out during my second year of university. So I went to a local college in my hometown before transferring to a university in a different city that was about eight hours away from my hometown called Calgary, Calgary, Alberta. So that was the first time I moved out. I was probably 19 or 20 years old. And I think this is probably the average age for a Canadian or an American young person to leave their family house. Would you agree with that? Yes. I do think that a lot of kids also have the opportunity, I guess you can call it that, to experience homesickness even younger than that in summer camp. I know ever since the age of maybe nine or 10, I went to a summer camp for a whole week without mm -hmm. my family, like mm -hmm. uh, an overnight summer camp. And mm -hmm. a lot of kids got homesick their first year or two going to those camps. That's true. I remember when I was a young kid going to overnight camp as well. I did the same thing. You know, you'd go away for a week and at first it's fun, but then after like two or three days, you're just like, man, I want to go home and play my Super Nintendo. <laughs> I want to sleep in my bed. Yeah, this bunk bed is no good anymore. The newness <laughs> wears off. And yeah, we can experience homesickness in that situation. But of course, that's always a quick remedy because, you know, you're only gone for a week and then you're back at home. That's true. So why don't we talk a little bit about our personal experiences with homesickness? Now, I'm positive. I'm sure that you felt homesickness before. Am I right about this? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's only natural. Anybody who spends time traveling or living in a different place, unless you had a terrible home life, but as long as your home life was okay, then I'm sure you've experienced homesickness. I never experienced homesickness going to university or college, but I experienced it 
pretty bad when I came to Korea for the first time. Yeah, so there is a little bit of culture shock sometimes thrown into the mix too, right? Culture shock is when you spend time in a culture that is very different from your own, or sometimes even very similar to your own. To be honest, sometimes I feel a little culture shock when I go to an English-speaking country like the USA or England, because everything is so similar, but just a little bit different in the case of the USA, at least, that sometimes it can be quite jarring. We have that element of culture shock thrown in with homesickness when we move to a different country like you did coming to Korea. So Cassie, how did you get through it? What exactly did you feel and how did you get through it? <laughs> Actually, I didn't get very homesick the second time I came to Korea where I stayed long term, but I got it pretty bad when I studied abroad here for five weeks. So Okay. Yeah. I think the hardest part for me of the homesickness was uh, the food, which is so weird to think about. You'd think it would be my family, which of course I missed. Uh -huh. But uh, Korean food, while it's delicious, is very different than the food I was used to back home. Sure. And I would crave that food during that <laughs> five weeks I was in Korea. Like, I would have killed for a fruit and nuts salad, um, watermelon that didn't cost $20. <laughs> mm -hmm. The list yes. goes on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Western people are always shocked in Korea that the price of watermelon in the summer is very expensive here compared to the price of watermelon back in America and Canada. So my expat friends and I, we have joked about starting a watermelon importing business into Korea. <laughs> <laughs> we could buy low and sell high. <laughs> I would invest in that endeavor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so that's interesting, the food, because um, I never really had homesickness when it comes to food. It did take me a while to warm up to Korean food, to be honest with you. I think when I first came to Korea, I was a bit of a picky eater. And I remember mm -hmm. sort of eating like a bird for the first <laughs> little while. But when I first came here, I lived in a really small little village in the mountains and there were not very many options for me so it was kind of like sink or swim i had to eat or i would just go hungry so i got mm -hmm. used to korean food pretty quickly and actually started to really love it and now it's funny to look back and remember that i was such a picky eater for the first couple of months in my case it's not that i miss my friends or family of course there are times when i miss them and it's not really about food. It's more about like experiences and things that just aren't available here the way that they are back home. For example, one thing that I really feel homesick about is the Canadian summer. Canadian mm -hmm. summer is just the best time of the year in Canada. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's not too humid. It's just right. And of course, uh, I think longtime Culips listeners will know that I love the lake and going to the lake in my hometown, and swimming and boating and just hanging out on the beach. 
And I can do all of these things in Korea, but I can't do them in exactly the same way. So it's just like this longing to do those activities during certain times of the year. Yeah, I can totally relate with that. I've had the same exact feelings, maybe each season. In the Christmas season, I want to be making cookies with my family. In the summer season, I want to be boating like you. In the fall, I want to be drinking pumpkin spice lattes or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or just watching the kids go trick-or-treating or something mm -hmm. that just is a cultural element that doesn't really exist here. And that doesn't mean that it's wrong or that I don't like living here. There are awesome benefits to living in a different country as well. But of course, you know, we miss the cultural things that we grew up with from time to time. Mm, exactly. So Cassie, do you get homesick often? No, I can honestly say I don't get homesick very often. I think maybe two or three times a year and not like a long period, just, you know, oh, I wish I could do this kind of feeling. But I don't get homesick often. How about you, Andrew? Yeah, I think I've just kind of made Korea my home for now. It feels like home. And I know that if I went back to Canada right now, then I would feel homesick for Korea. So if I do yes. feel <laughs> if I do feel moments of homesick, then I try to remember that. Like, oh, you should really enjoy the now because, you know, if I do go back to Canada one day, then I'm going to miss this. So take advantage of this life that I'm living right now. But yeah, homesickness does pop up from time to time. I think social media is a trigger for me. Mm. If I see Instagram stories or posts uh, on social media from my friends, sometimes I'm like, ah, they're all having fun doing this thing that I wish I could be doing right now. So I feel a bit of FOMO maybe. Mm -hmm. And that can make me feel homesick. But like you, Cassie, it's very temporary. And I just sort of push it aside and get on with my day. I don't let it get me down too much. I think a reason why a listener might have asked this question recently was because of COVID. I think I've probably felt homesickness a lot more this year than I have in the past because there's that element of not being able to go home rather than just missing it from afar. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just glad that nothing major has happened to my family or my friends this year because, yeah, we are unable to travel. Now, if it was a mm. serious, serious emergency, I think we could go back home, Cassie. But, uh, you know, I usually visit Canada at least once a year, and I didn't this year. There are quarantines that I would have to do both in Canada mm. and in Korea, which would mean that I would have to take about a month out of my life just to deal with the quarantines. And I don't have that type of free time. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here, but thank God I don't really suffer from homesickness. Can you imagine if you felt really homesick right now and you couldn't travel? It would be a tough time. Oh, it would be torture. Yeah. Yeah. It would be kind of like that sink or swim situation that mm -hmm. uh, I mentioned earlier where you you can't solve it, so you just have to deal with it. Yep. Speaking of deal with, mm -hmm. Andrew, when you get homesickness, how do you deal with it? How do you overcome it? 
Yeah, I think what I said just a moment ago is probably the best strategy for me. That is mm -hmm. just to live in the now and be thankful that I'm living in a foreign country, having all these awesome opportunities, getting to experience a new culture because, you know, I've lived in Korea before and then returned to Canada to go to grad school. And I remember when I was in grad school, really missing Korea and feeling homesick mm. for Korea, kind of as strange as that sounds. So I know I would miss it. And also, I just kind of give myself a pep talk. Mm, pep talk, that's good. Funnily <laughs> enough, when I do get homesick, it's usually for different places almost at the same time. Like I'll have a good memory of Halloween, for example. I love Halloween. It's one of my favorite holidays. So I have a lot of good memories about Halloween. But I'll have all of my Canadian Halloween memories compressed into one memory. So I remember a good time when I was living in Montreal and a good time from Halloween when I was living in Victoria, which is on the totally opposite side of the country. <laughs> and I remember good memories from my hometown and from when I was a kid living near Vancouver. So it's like, I can't be in all of these places at once anyways. So mm. it's stupid to think like that. I mean, it's nice to take a walk down memory lane, but I just kind of tell myself, you know, shut up, Andrew, come on, get it, get over it. Enjoy the now, live in the now. And that kind of pep talk snaps me out of it, I think. Yeah, I think I deal with it a little differently than you. Uh, if mm -hmm. I experience homesickness, I will either call my family and, you know, catch up with them for a while, or if it's a food-related homesickness, I'll, you know, ask some of my American friends that live in Korea to get together and we'll go find a Western-style restaurant together mm -hmm. and kind of have a American-style meal together in a foreign country, sharing a piece of our home and culture together abroad. So everyone, we are going to leave it at here for now, but congrats on making it to the end of the episode and nice job on getting some English practice in today. Guys, you're going to want to keep this up. And if you do, you'll keep moving closer and closer towards your English goals. So to recap this episode, Cassie and I talked about homesickness that was suggested to us by one of our Instagram followers, and we just chatted about what homesickness is, when we feel homesick, and how we get over homesickness. If you enjoyed this episode and found it educational or entertaining, then please support us. There are a variety of ways that you could do that, such as becoming a paid QLips member. But that's not the only way. You could leave us a five-star rating and a nice review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. You can tell your friends about the QLips English podcast or follow us on social media. We are on Instagram and YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. So just search for the Q Loops English podcast and you'll be able to find us. 
If you have a question or a comment for us, please get in touch. Our email address is contact at culips.com. C-O-N-T-A-C-T at symbol culips.com. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode and we'll catch you then. Goodbye, everyone. See ya.